All right, welcome everybody. This is 1431 Podcast. This is our second episode, and, uh, you know, 1431 is uh, the Proverbs 1431. He that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker, but he that honoreth him have mercy on the poor. And so talking about local Chickasha, you know, a lot of us in the groups here for nonprofits, we would really like for Chickasha to kind of be the the um, light for what people should look to whenever they say, how can we handle poverty? So that's our goal. And, um, today we've got Alicia hello, hello. and we've got Bill. Bill's our new case manager here at Resurrection Life Skills Institute. And, uh, Bill, if you want to introduce yourself real quick. Sure. Hey, I'm Bill Flores and just coming to you from the Resurrection House. And I'm just glad to be here to be able to talk about important things that happen across the nation but right here in Chickasha, Oklahoma. So I have uh, seven kids, one's passed away, uh, a wonderful bunch of grandkids, I think we're at 10. And then I've just lived a life of serving in the military and now serving for the Lord. And I just came up upon a great place, Resurrection House and Life Skills Institute to just continue to serve. So here we are. And I'm just going to enjoy this. So uh, I have a few quirks, so be ready. <clears throat> yeah, we got some billisms that might uh, that might come out. <laughs> you never know. But uh, that's one of the things that we always crack up about. We'll hear a, a billism, and he always warns you, here comes a billism. And then you hear some, you know, what's your what's your favorite, Alicia? Uh, GTS. Skip the step. That's right. Yeah. Hey, we're going to love you, but it doesn't mean we like everything you do. So you might have to GTS, get the step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's all kinds of them that are that are funny, but uh, you know, something that Bill is about Bill is he's very dedicated to, to helping people, and that's something that we've all seen in his life that since we've known him. So we're very grateful to have him um, today. Just talking about kind of just where are we as Chickasha, statistics wise, poverty wise. Um, you know, I've got some statistics and. I'll share them real quick. These are from census.gov, and I don't know how accurate they are. Um, if anybody's got any other uh, places that can give you better accurate information, then then please let us know for the future episodes. But um, here it shows our poverty rate in here in Chickasha is 17%, with a median household income of 50753 And so, like, I don't know what they what they consider. I'd figure, I'd figure that... They consider um, the poverty level being what the state or government. Um, uh, the percentage of what the census is. Yeah. Overall. I think um, our population right now in Chickasha is a little over 16,000. So if our poverty rate is 17%, that's still a significant amount of 16,000. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, owner occupied housing at 54%. That's almost half of the half of the population is renting, you know, and so almost half of the population. So that's that's pretty pretty substantial amount, more than what I was expecting. And then it's showing the median gross rent, which would be utilities rent, is seven hundred and sixty seven dollars a month. So these were just things that I was curious about on how how we're doing as a city and what we need to work on. And uh I know Bill's taken some statistics from our last uh, point in time count, and uh, 
Yeah, so I'll share that. We did a Chickasha point in time count before the state one. So there's a federal mandate that once a year, a point in time count is where you're actually talking to people as uh, realistic as possible to get the information on that day across the nation so the government can get those statistics. So we did one in October, unbeknownst to us within the Community Alliance, which is a great thing that Chickasha has nonprofits and for profit come together. And we counted 117, uh, I believe, and I know the Salvation Army uh, kicked off that as the lead here in Chickasha. <clears throat> but the three things that came from it, other than the love of helping people right on where they're at, is we asked them some of the things that they thought may be the needs of the community to help them. And the top three were transportation to get around Chickasha and Grady County, affordable housing. And I've learned since then, we don't have a affordable housing office in Chickasha or Grady County. And then the third thing was, and it was a little uh, new for me to think of it, a place that could give and sell bikes and fix them at a low cost. And so that was interesting information that came out of that pit count, uh, point in time count that we did in October. And we did another one in March for the state. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about those, those things that they were saying, we do have some resources, but not, I don't think what they would be interested in. I think that, uh, I think that that's something we can do better on. And, you know, uh, I know that we have a new bike shop here in town and, uh, you know, Walmart sells bicycles. And so maybe there's something that we can do, but let's take a break real quick and for a commercial and then we'll come, come back and discuss this more. Okay, so everybody knows somebody who's needing some help, needing needing something in life that, that can really teach them something, help them get through life a little bit easier. Um, maybe just a, a partner that can tell them whenever they need to know something, something they're struggling with or something. Well, there's a place in Jigajou, Oklahoma called Life Skills Institute, and this is that place. You know, it is a fee-based program but it's sober environment. It's faith-based, um, teaches people how to manage their money, teaches them how to make wise choices. There's different things that it can apply to different people it can apply to, but it has been a tremendous program. Um, and you know, everybody's got some obstacles that they've got to overcome. So this program could really help with that. Now it is a nonprofit program. So if you're not one of those people who's needing help, but maybe you're wanting to look for a good program to invest your money in and donate to, this would be a great program to think about. If you're considering making a donation, you can go to www.lsireshouse.org. That is L-S-I-R-E-S-H-O-U-S-E.org. Or you can uh, send a check uh, P.O. Box 398, Chickasha, Oklahoma 73023, and you can just put Life Skills Institute on the check. Thank you.
Alrighty, we're back. Um, we were just sitting there kind of discussing what we needed to what what we needed out of this podcast for this round and you know, thinking about what does other communities look like around us, you know, because even though Chickasha, we can see our stats, you know, Anadarko, Blanchard, they're fifteen, twenty miles from us. So they're gonna affect our stats as well. And so I know Alicia pulled up some of those statistics and just we can hear about that and kind of discuss what they're showing. So in our neighboring um, town of Blanchard, it looks like our poverty levels for at least 2021 was at 7.83%. Wow. Um, and I didn't get their population to, to kind of get a, a better grasp of what that looked like. But I'm moving on to Anadarko. As of 2023, their population, um, uh, excuse me, it was at 5,700 5, thereabouts. And then their household median income is about 60000 and their poverty level with that in mind is 35 36%, which is pretty big considering the small number of their population. At 5,700, you would think that their poverty level would be a lot less than it is in my mind. Yeah, well, I think, um, I think whenever you go to that town, you can see that there's a lot that, that needs to be done to, to help people in poverty there now i'm kind of shocked at the uh the median income you know it's pretty steep for a town that has a lot of poverty you'd think yeah what was our our median income for chickasha was 50,753 so and we're you know it's triple the size Mm -hmm. yeah and i think we always think about major cities and metropolises these are rural communities like chickasha and some of them are even smaller with the 5,000 or 6,000 number. And I think part of the issue in the rural community is many homes are more dilapidated. They haven't been renovated in years. That infrastructure, it could have been a thriving ta- uh, town decades ago, but now all the industry has left. And, you know, they're still in those homes. And I bet you the 60,000 may come from outside jobs. Uh, that are in the city in Norman, yeah. Even going to Lawton. Well, and so. that's what that's what I was thinking because Western Farmers is like a big time sought after job. You know, a lot of people want to work there, and that's in Anadarko. And I know several people that work there, and you know, they're not. You know, they make pretty good money. They don't. It's not a. It, it's something that they are. They really take care of their employees there. So I would say that's off the top of my head. That's probably the biggest. Um, the biggest company there that has employees and stuff. So, you know, I think uh, the average medium for Blanchard is a hundred thousand income. Yeah. And to me, that's I mean, that's it's a commute. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, a big industry. Blanchard is taken off because it's that town right now that's just outside of Oklahoma City. So the people that want to work in Oklahoma City but live on the outskirts, Blanchard's the place to go right now. So it's really taken off, and I mean. That, that's good for us, but, but yeah, so I, I was not shocked to see the 7% in Blanchard just because of the type of housing and stuff it is there. I think one thing when we're talking about uh, issues with housing and the things that are going on now for the past three or four years, it seems like as soon as COVID hit, things changed forever, and they always do, but it was a major change where income work changed 
technology, even the podcast became more popular because people are home. And now with inflation and everything going up, uh, people are just trying to make ends meet. So I think even with 60,000 earners, $100,000 earners, I bet you some of them are still living paycheck to paycheck. And it's hard to believe that. But we all know the price of eggs and, and gas mm-hmm. and all that is actually, I think, going to exasperate the issue where people are close to eviction. They're not able to pay their taxes on their houses. And I think that's why it's so important that we're talking about these issues so we can get rid of the stigma of addiction and drunkenness and drugs. There's people actually working, and we're in Oklahoma, so tornadoes and fires can take out your house. So it doesn't mean you're a bad person and you're trying to make ends meet. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, talking about housing and talking about this, but, like, you know, we deal with poverty every day, are the the people that we deal with. And transportation is a major factor. I mean, that we we have what five or six bicycles that we loan out. Um, you start you're starting to see the electrical bicycles and stuff take off, and so now you know th- thinking about the transportation. You go to um, like Oklahoma City, you see scooters all over the place. They're just rent, you know, and. What can we do just here in, you know, what I consider small town Chickasha, you know, you go up to Lawton, you see resources, you see a bus route, you see different things. You go to Oklahoma City, you see those things. But what can we do that's, um, that makes sense in Chickasha, you know, where it's not super costly, but at the same time, we can really help those people that are battling that. They don't have a bicycle, they don't have anything, but they may be able to hop on a bus for a few cents a day to get them to a job or to a doctor's appointment would be helpful for, for many, you know. Um, but we've got a couple of local resources here that, that offer transportation. But I think the, the thing that comes to mind for me is if we, in, in opening of another business per se in, in transportation, is that, you know, it may not be all that profitable for someone to do that. It, is it pro bono? Is that going to be an option? Because there are many of our elderly that need to go to doctor appointments outside of Chickasha. They need to run up to Oklahoma City, and they don't always have that resource available to them either. It can also be more the, the funds to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say it's not just localized to people at the Resurrection House, because uh, some of the folks that come here do have vehicles, some don't. And for many reasons, you may not have paid a ticket in Virginia, forgot about it. The DMV lets the system know, and all of a sudden, your driver's license is suspended. Or senior citizen or a veteran. uh, Just different reasons why people don't have transportation. So in Chickasha, we're a a little bit bigger than some of the rural, uh, smaller communities with 5,000. Some places are even smaller than that. But I think what's going to help Chickasha as a positive is that the community alliance that's birthed and working for a year now with Chickasha trying to grow. And I think Alicia was alluding to it that we got to entice businesses and or nonprofits to come here and see that we're working to try to better the community and say, hey, 
we'll go in there and get the transportation grant, whatever it takes to make some kind of help. Because uh, we're not going to be able to help everybody, but we all think it can get better for sure. And even you send in your ideas to us to kind of <laughs> share that because we don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like um, whenever you think about bicycles or anything like that, like, you know, here, you know, I would say we're north central Chickasha. And you've got businesses that are good businesses to work for on the south side of town. Whereas us, we look at that and say, okay, it's just a short drive for us. Whereas somebody on a bicycle is going to be like, I don't want to make that commute every day. You know, that's that's too much on me. So those are the things where we got to have some sort of um, reliable transportation as a bus, cab, something to be able to get people. Because then, you know, it's not like the people are bad workers or anything like that. It's just those resources that are lacking that keep them from from bettering themselves to go to a job like that. Yeah, I was thinking that some communities come together on church days, which is a victory, to go pick up some of the congregation members. You know, maybe we can make a collaboration of a united front to put some of that to work during the week where even volunteers can drive, maybe senior citizens who want to give back. Uh, some of the folks that stay in the Life Skills Institute side want to give back uh, once a week, and we take turns, and we just have to work through the insurance piece and the vehicle piece. But I think the key personally is the collaboration because I think we lean on the government so much, but they can do so much with what they have, and it's phased in that we have to come back together and try to figure some of this out ourselves uh, as a community. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, thinking about bicycles and, you know, just different stuff like that, is there a way that we could bring something like the scooters or electric bikes or something and we have a resource? Like, I know that that's those usually cost up in the city and stuff, but is there something that we can do along those lines? to where somebody can use that and i mean there's so many tracking devices and everything nowadays where somebody maybe it's through programs maybe it's through something where they're, they're committing to this in order to be able to use this or something you know because that's that's something especially with lsi and resurrection house is that we want we want to hand up not just sit there and do something that's going to keep someone where they're at so yeah and that's great um a hand up not a handout our whole goal is to help people where they're at and help them level up and not stay where they're at. They learn to fish, they learn to work. Because I had one person who's really dedicated to working who was walking an hour and a half one way to a job on the other side of town. Mm -hmm. That's the folks we want to help, and that's who we're talking about. Or even senior citizens that want to give back, but they just don't know where to give back yet. Yeah. Well, like if you think about like a bus route and stuff, you know, to us, we see something that's expensive and you think of a bus, uh, somebody to drive it, but it doesn't have to be that elaborate for Chickasha. It could be just a 15 or even a minivan probably for the most part. And there's somebody who's dedicated to working. So it's not going to be that costly. Uh, Pat, I mean, fuel, you know, vans, I mean, our van gets 30 miles to the gallon. So you can find cost effective ways to where, yeah, it's still an expense, but it's not ex extravagant. And we can't help everybody, but like you're saying, Zach, the, uh, make it a route where 
it starts at a certain place. We stop at pharmacies, places people really need to hit pharmacies, the grocery store, maybe the shoe department, the local doctors and dentists mm-hmm. to get them uh, in a little route. And again, we can't help everybody, but that would be a whole lot better. Uh, even if they coordinate to get to their job ahead of time, mm-hmm. they're doing the planning and we're just helping facilitate to get to work on time. Well, yeah, I mean, it could just be a single loop route that will get somebody from the north side of town to the south side of town, you know, and that would mean a different funding for that or even community contributions that could pay for the fuel, pay for the maintenance, pay for that, that maybe we could offer as a free service to our Mm -hmm. community. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, until then, you know, we've got the new bicycle shop here in town. We've got Walmart. You know, these are, these are two or, uh, two companies that may be interested in helping us out in somewhere like that to say, hey, we'll, if y'all can come up with a plan, then we'll help you with the, the costs or the bicycles or whatever we need to be able to make it a little bit easier on individuals. I was just sitting here thinking the residual effect would be wellness because we have case management here, wellness coaching, and, you know, statistically, I don't have it in front of us. One day we won't talk about it, but the health of Americans and riding a bicycle, doing the outdoor stuff, mm-hmm. can even end up helping long-term with life and quality of life for some of us. Uh, so that just, in my mind, I was just thinking that'll even help with wellness of folks and their health. Yeah, no, that's for sure. And and that's something that we see a lot in poverty is not just, yeah, people smoke, people are on drugs or whatever, but the obese rate in p- poverty is extremely high. Because all the affordable foods that you can get are unhealthy. So that would be a definitely big plus. Well, that's the one thing that enticed me to come to the Resurrection House and Life Skills Institute, other than working with people, is everybody here likes to eat. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Hey, we're all right there with you, buddy. You know, I, uh, you know, I drove a truck before I got here and I was like, I want to be more active. I'm going to be walking around more. I've gained like 30 pounds, 40 pounds since, <laughs> since working here. So, so we yeah. have to go get a bike, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've got one. It just sits there right now. But all right, well, let's go on to another break and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about housing. Just wanted to share with you about a nonprofit here in town. Resurrection House is a faith-based nonprofit focused on bringing individuals out of poverty. They provide case management, a warm place to stay overnight, and this is completely cost-free to the individual, and they can stay up to three months as long as they're behaving and completing requirements given by the case manager. But here's the thing. The program is not cost-free completely to everybody. It does cost to operate, so please consider any way that you could donate to help us provide this program for individuals in need for Christ. If you feel led to donate, you can mail your payment to Resurrection House, P.O. Box 398, Chickasha, Oklahoma, 73023, or you can donate online at www.lsireshouse.org. Alrighty, we're back. Now, we're going to talk a bit about housing. And what does that look like for Chickasha? How do we, how do we help 
you know um i think that at least for us in the um in the nonprofit side of life in Chickasha, we kind of know that there's there's some solutions there they all cost money but what what solutions can we do to better it you know yeah we've got resurrection house which is a shelter we've got life skills institute which is a uh program to help people coming out of that lifestyle and moving up into getting prepared to live on their own and be a productive citizen but there's way more to it than just that there's what's before resurrection house people sit there and see resurrection house as the bottom that's not you know there's people that refuse or don't want or can't you know something i was reading the other day is you know it's not that some people just refuse some some people mentally can't um make that decision to come to the resurrection house or seek help so what what does it look like to get those people going what does it look like after resurrection house and life skills institute and so i know bill bill he's a part of a organization called earthly dwellings and he can share a little bit about that and we can just go from there yeah so one of the things i was thinking as Zach was talking is a lot of times we're reacting so i'm retired from the army so one thing i've learned is try to be proactive think through solutions think through different issues that may arise and it helps us combat it when it does arise and it's not going to be the perfect solution but we've already started thinking about it so as an action plan so i just started thinking one thing we need to start thinking through and we may talk about it another day is some preventive measures as people are getting close to eviction as people are having problems before they become unsheltered regardless of the addiction piece because not everybody who ends up homeless or unsheltered is an addict and so we got to stay cognizant of that and change our mindset and when we say resurrection house is a shelter not everybody who comes into a shelter is an addict some people have had distressful lives domestic violence all kind of things that have pushed them to the brink single dads with children single moms with children trying to do the right thing so i think one of the things is community alliance community support where we're not infighting anymore and we're actually talking through solutions and at the end of the day we can agree to disagree and then in my life i've been blessed to come around wonderful places like the res house and lsi and then with some friends of mine earthly dwellings like zach had said and our goal as a nonprofit is to have a lot of tiers under that pillars where one of them can be affordable housing another one could be transportation uh and and through that there's grants out there that we can apply for so one thing i'll put a shout out to any of you smart grant writers hey hit us up because we need some help and if you have a heart to help people give us guidance or even come on board hey come see bill we'll get some good coffee and you know we're going to eat and, <laughs> and treat you right to see if you want to be in the mix of the vision of truly helping people so yeah. uh, just be looking for more from earthly dwellings but i believe it's a community effort yeah. the citizens the government res house all of us are getting together and trying to fit, think what works for chicken shape yeah yeah and so um you know that grant writing thing that's been something i've been biting off here just trying to you know 
I've got some training, but um, you just kind of got to dive in sometimes whenever you're in the role I'm in. So, but I mean, I've, I've gotten to where I'm a lot more comfortable with it. So just hope we can see some success through it. But, uh, you know, just with housing, with, you know, um, I think we were just talking like for people that are on disability and stuff like that. There's only a few places here in Chickasha that they can go and they can. Um, so if there's something that we can do, maybe another apartment complex, maybe something like that for individuals who are on low income and they don't have the option to get higher income to be able to find housing for those individuals. But as we're fixing to close up, um, if you have any ideas, any thoughts, anything you want to add to this um, or for us to address on podcast, just go to our website, www.lsireshousehouse.org, and just send us a message through there, and I'll be able to receive that, and we can be able to look into that and address it on our next podcast. Do you all have anything else? Yeah, I was just going to say thanks for having me on, and uh, even though some of these issues seem negative, but just know in Chickasha and around the globe, we believe that the Lord is working and Chickasha is trying to get better and it's not going to be perfect, but I do see so much movement in us coming together to try to revitalize and actually help people where we can meet them. So I'm just excited about it. Absolutely. And we'll definitely have you on more. Hopefully we'll have some more speakers on to be able to just talk about what's going on in our community. But I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer, and then uh, we'll, I don't know, I would say see you next week, but we don't see y'all. Y'all just get to listen to us. So anyway, (laughs) dear Heavenly Father, we're just grateful for you. We're grateful for all that you've blessed us with, Lord. Lord, help us to fulfill the need in this town and help us to be able to reach out to the people that, that need us, need you, Lord. Help us to be that light. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.